Hello and good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this. Welcome to episode 32 of the AG Podcast. I am your host today, the Ash Cohen 09, and a uh, little bit of a last-minute change to the uh, lineup. No jam today, he's working late. Uh, so, a last-minute addition is Riverman. Good evening, pal. Evening. Uh, I'll try and be as much like jam as possible if you need me to. Anyone but Burger. <laughs> hey, anyone but Burger. Um, and also on the panel today, two new people uh, who are making their podcast debuts. Firstly, Big B, Bry, good evening. I'm sure I've been on before, but it's been a long time. Oh, maybe you have. Maybe you have. Maybe it's a not a new debut maybe, then. Maybe it's about episode three or something. Maybe it might have been early on. That was over a year ago now, Mal. Exactly. <laughs> um, and also making uh, his podcast debut, a fairly new member to the site, uh, MJG. Good evening, pal. Good evening, mate. It's nice to be on for once. Get my name out, out and about. Yeah, yeah, good to have you on board, pal, and uh, good to have you on for this one. Um, right, just quickly run through what we're going to go through. Uh, so we're going to run quickly through the leagues, uh, Premiership, Championship and League One. Um, and then we'll have a little quick little look at some of the BFAs and transfers that have gotten through. And then we've also had quite a few listeners' questions in. Uh, thank you to everyone that does get the questions in. So we will uh, we will get to that as soon as possible as well. So we'll start with the Premiership. And I'll just run down the league as it currently stands at the time of recording. So Aaron and Jaxie are in the top two. Uh, Aaron uh, top, Jaxie second. Uh, followed by Berger, Jam, myself, Buncey, Joe, Paul, Plunkett, uh, Goldenbeard, Mooba, and then Storm and Mouse, who are currently uh, sitting in the relegation uh, spots. Um, I'm just going to start at the bottom in the relegation spots. Um, Phil. Are you surprised to see those two at the bottom? Um, Storm, not so much. Um, Mooby, yes, I am, because he's a, he's a decent player. I think he'll get himself out of it. Um, oh, Mouse was down there as well. Sorry, wasn't he? It was Storm and Mouse. Yeah, yeah, Storm and Mouse um, bottom too. Yeah, um, Mouse a little bit, but Mouse can be a bit yo-yo-y. He had a very good season last time, but I don't necessarily think there's going to be any surprises in the first season because we don't know how people are going to react to a new game. So... No, not a massive surprise. Yeah, I mean, given how many people, some people moan on the forums, uh, quite a few, I'd imagine, are taking a bit of time to adapt to this game. Um, you know, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mouse uh, in the past has been a cracking player, you know, top leagues and uh, done really, really well. And so maybe it's just the first season to adapt. You know, maybe next season he'll come out of the uh, firing on all cylinders. Um, I'm not too sure, but I'll come to you next, Bri. Um Looking sort of towards the top, obviously, you know, Aaron's been a long-term member on the site. You know, we know sort of play, he, you know, how he plays and he's he's won leagues in the past and trophies. Um, I know it may be early on. He's played 10, won 10. Would you expect to see him continue that form towards the end of the season? Uh, no, I mean, he's a consistent player. He doesn't buckle under pressure, but he hasn't played the top players yet. So he hasn't played Jaxie, he hasn't played yourself, he hasn't played Berger. So that might be why he's above them at the moment. They've been taking points off each other. He hasn't had the chance to play them yet. So he's still one of the front runners. I expect him to be in the top two, but maybe not win it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think it's obviously going to depend on where he uh, he takes points off the other top players. Um MJD, I mean, obviously, I know you're fairly new to the site, and I don't know uh, how many of the players in uh, the Premiership that you've played so far in terms of like friendlies or um, you know cup games and uh, events. Um, I've, I've, I've played Dearest a few times recently, and to be honest, he's creating quite a lot of chances. To be fair to him, and I understand where he's coming from his rants on the forum recently. It did make me giggle, but he's creating chances, but. I think it's finishing that's letting him down, and it's I, I, I can't understand where he's going wrong. I don't know what it's like in the Premiership. I've played Aaron twice, won one, lost one. I know these are only friendlies, but every time I've played Dearest, I've beat him. But he's creating the chances, just can't seem to find the net. Yeah, I mean that sounds typically like Storm. Um, I, I would agree with that. He can play really, really well in creating the chances, just not clinical enough. Um, 
which is a bit of a shame, really. Um, yeah, I mean, we're obviously midway through the season, I think. Uh, well, nearly midway through the season for some players. I think it probably well is uh, the halfway point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, personally, I think the top two will stay as the top two, Aaron and Jaxie. Um, it's difficult, I think, to see anyone else uh, catch up with them. Maybe Berger, but then, you know, anyone but Berger. Uh it's going to be interesting. I think by the time the next podcast comes around, maybe we'll have a little bit more of a clearer picture. Aaron might have won his next four games and he might be miles ahead clear. Um, we'll wait and see. Um, I think he dropped his first points last night, Ash. I think he played Mover. Oh, did he? points to Mover. Oh, OK. Oh, interesting then. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Aaron, uh, yeah, Aaron has a... Consi- has a um, has a tendency to not always uh, see the job through. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that may change. We'll see. Um, right, moving on from the Premiership, I did say we were going to uh, rattle through them because of the listeners' questions at the end. Um, we move to the Championship, and obviously uh, we have two of the panel who sit in that division. So I'll just run through it from the top. Uh, Jordy Croft currently in top place, uh, followed by Colmore, and then it's Joby Juan, Welser, Jeff, and Bonzi in the playoff spaces, followed by Malian, Suited, yourself, Bry, Hilly, yourself, River, Nakeds, Shelbourne, and Packfish. Um, I'm gonna come to you first, Bry. Um, obviously played ten games, one three, drawn one, lost six. Um, uh, how would you say your season's gone so far? We, I, Presuming you'd be expecting a few more points on the board. Yeah, well, I had a disaster in the, the first match day where I should have had four points, but because I played the wrong player, I ended up with none. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been struggling to score goals in the league. I can knock them in for fun in the uh, in the Cups and the, the King of the Hill, but I've only got ten goals in ten games in the league, so... I don't know if it's because people play a bit more cautiously in league games, but I mean, I'm not conceding many, but I'm not scoring either. So, in my defence, I have played all the top teams. I've got Colmore this week. I've played Geordie, Joby, Welser. Mind you, that might be why they're near the top of the table, because they've all got points off me. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Hopefully, you'll pick up a couple of points in yeah. the next few games. Um, I'll come to you, River. Obviously, uh, I presume you're disappointed with the start you've had. Played 1-12. No, played 12. 1-2. Drawn 3. Lost 7. Um, what, what's happened? No, I'm not very good. Um, <laughs> quite simply. Um, I've, I can't defend. I've never been able to defend. You know that. Even when I've done well in leagues and got promoted and that, I can see the shitload of goals. So I can't defend. And that's just being... Um, against some of the quality of the players this year in the Championship, it's just been exploited. So, I mean, I got my first win since the first match day last night when I beat Hilly. I took four points off Hilly uh, in a couple of close games. The only other win come against Geordie, who's now top of the table, which I find, find ridiculous, really, that I managed to beat him, considering he's top. But, yeah, I've, I've struggled. Um, if I avoid relegation, I think I'd have had a good season this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're obviously midway through, so uh, there's still another 12 games to go and uh, 12 games to, uh, you know, pull it around. Um, obviously, as someone that occupies that division, would you expect Geordie to uh, go on and win the league or would you see it still being quite open? Uh, I, I think Colmore will win the league. Um, if Geordie's capable of losing to me, then he shouldn't be winning the league. I mean, he, he thumped me in the uh, cup the other week as well. He's a good player, but I think um, I think Colmore is the class in this division. And people like Joby and Malian, uh, very good players as well. Um, but I think Colmore will win it. Would Would you agree, Bry? Or, or do you think uh, there'll well, be another winner Colmore for you? Yet, so I can't judge him. But um, I tipped Joby to win the league at the start of the season. I've seen nothing to change my mind. So. Geordie's on a good run. I mean, I played him, he beat me twice, but they were both fairly close games, so he's uh, just doing well to... Well, defending well, really. He's only letting nine goals in 12 games. So he's not scoring shitloads of goals, but neither's Joby. They're 
They're masters of the one goal win, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> one goal win, three points is all that matters, yep. I think. Obviously, again, MJ, um, with uh, obviously, I don't know how many players in this division you've played. Um, I mean, if there's any, any names you've stood out for you in terms of who I'm, you've played. I've only played Jeff in the Cup last night. Uh, went to extra time before I beat him. That was a very close game, but I'm just looking at the table now. And for me, if I had an early shout, I'd say it's that Colmar. He's 33 goals. He's lost none. And nine against, you can't complete them starts, really, can you? No, and I think uh, he's on a 24 goal difference as well, um, which is uh, nine nine goals better than anybody else in the league, um, obviously. And I think he's still got yeah, he's got two games in hand on Geordie with only two points behind, so he could go top of the league once his uh, once it's all come up to uh, everyone's up to speed with uh, games. Um, uh, I, I've not played. Uh, there's a few players in that division that I've not played for a while. Jordy, uh, I, I, I think I'm surprised to see him up there. I think he's obviously had a good season because you know he's won eight, he's won eight and only lost two um, the entire season so far. Um, names that I would have expected to have been up there: Malian. I always find is a good player. He's had quite a mixed record this season. Um, Wells is in the playoffs. Another name that I would have tipped to have. Uh, been up there um i mean i know he's still quite close into it i mean as all the playoff places are really i mean in this in previous seasons we've seen sort of leagues uh you know halfway you know just over halfway throughout the seasons and it's been quite um you've got the top six and then they're sort of broken away you don't get that in the championship at the moment because there's still only a point or two in uh, in it um it's going to be interesting. I think the time next podcast comes around, once we've had a few more games uh, under the belt, so to speak, of seeing where things are um, in terms of whether we've still got that points, uh, you know, that, that point gap, so to speak, or whether it is becomes a breakaway um, in that league. Um, moving on, uh, and we move on to League One. Uh, obviously, your league, MJ. Um, I'll just run down really quickly through the league. Uh, so, Soggy Cabbage is in first. Um, I don't think I ever ever thought I'd see Soggy Cabbage's top in a league table. He must have uh, changed his style of play for this FIFA. Um, followed by Ryan Jones, uh, Wince, Rhino, Harry, <laughs> Diodex, Bertie, yourself, MJ, Worm, Gazgrass, Tunners, Wizfox, and Lost Boy. Um, Obviously, I'll come to you first, MJ. Uh, you've played six. Uh, you've won three and you've lost three. You've had quite a mixed record. How would you say it's uh, it started for you? Um, it's when it, coming over. I'm usually playing all my team. Coming over, it's a different transition. So my first game against Harry, I was trying my ultimate team tactics. I, I was getting my shots off, but the plays, the ability, just isn't the same as the players I've got. Um, but so far, I've played the every. Well, I've played. Nye, Wince, I've played uh, Harry, I've played Bertie, all of them challenging the top spot. So it's been a tough start and it's going to be a close end to the end of the season. I reckon it's gonna, any of them will, can win that division, in my opinion. And who, who, who do you think, uh, who, who do you think, if you I could say an early, uh, a sort of early decider, who, who would you expect to win the division? Uh, I'd go with Ry Jones. Uh, I've not played Rhino yet. Uh, but his record's looking quite good. Ten games played, but uh, Ry Jones, I reckon, I've played him in a friendly, and he just looks absolutely solid. But I know he's dropped points against Soggy, so it's uh, one of them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Riverman, um, obviously, top six at the moment is Soggy, Ry Jones, Wince, Rhino, Harry and Diadex. Looking at that division, are you surprised that is the top six? If you'd have said at the start of the season, like you, yeah, if you'd said to me Soggy and Diodex were going to be in the top six, yeah, I don't know what I'd have said. I thought you were smoking something. Um, I don't think Diodex will stay there. Um, Soggy gave him a couple of absolute pastings last night. Yes. Um, yes, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, on. That, that's already probably been read about, my uh, opinion on that in the shout box. Um, Soggy does seem to be a lot better this version. He gave me an absolute hammering in the ultimate team event he played, although he had a significantly better side, I'd like to point out, than the one I set up the day before. Um, 
the others, your likes of uh, Wince, Rhino, they're always there or thereabouts, aren't they? And then bottle it at the end. Um, Harry, yeah, despite the fact... Oh, sorry, do I need to go to Jam mode? Yeah, Harry should never be up there. Harry should be in League 2. We need to make him uh, <laughs> just for him. But no, seriously, Harry will be up there come the end of the season as well. And I think um, MJG Mark will be as well, because as he says, he's played a lot of the um, top side so far, and I can see him picking up a lot of six-pointers off the likes of um, Tunners and Diodex, Wizfox, Gasgrass, etc. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think this first season is about finding your team, you find the players you want and uh, the sort of style of play and, uh, you know, there's no doubt that there's going to be an adaption this first season and, you know, for some people it will take a season to adapt. Um, Brian, just looking from sort of the outside, is there anyone in that division that has surprised you this season? Uh, well, Soggy was telling us before the start of the season how much he'd improved on the new game and it obviously... He's uh, bought that out with his results because it suited him. So if you'd gone on previous seasons, you'd expect him to be bottom half. So he's up there. I still don't think he'll get automatic promotion, but he'll be in the playoff spots. And uh, Mark's actually in sixth place. His results from yesterday haven't gone on yet, but he got two wins against Lost Boy. So that'll jump him up a couple of places. I think it's been hard for the the new guys because they've been playing catch-up, so they've had to play a load of games in a short time. Yeah. And a team that not necessarily suits them. So I'm um, expecting Mark to slowly start climbing the table as the season goes on. Yeah. No pressure, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think Winks is going to win the division. He's only lost one game. And uh, we'll have to see how Rhino gets on after his couple of weeks off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, a bit rusty. Find out. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just looking at Soggy's record here. Played twelve, won eight, drawn three, lost one, twenty six goals for and seven against. Yeah, yeah, fair play to you, Soggy, because you know clearly you you've attacked a bit more in this game, and it's uh it, it's just a shame really that it's taken about you know two two and a half years for you to actually attack on a FIFA game. You know, and if it's if it continues, I, I'd expect him to go up. Um, Ryan Jones again. He was another name that was banded about at the top of the you know top of the table early on in the season. Um, I, I expect him to go up the top two. I think the top two that are there at the moment will be the top two that go up. Um, and then Winston Rhino. Yeah, we've known him historically in the past. Both of them to bottle it later on in the season. I'd love to see one of them go up, um, but. I don't think it'll happen. Um, I'd like to be proved wrong. I mean, Harry, oh, well, Harry, uh, <laughs> if, if Harry listened to the advice that some uh, people gave, he'd be playing in his own division uh, next season, as we've already mentioned. Um, he's another one that I think will probably be mid-table to sort of pushing into the playoff spaces. But other than that, I, I don't think there's any other real surprises in that division. Um but there's still a long way to go. Maybe we'll be proved wrong. I'd love to be proved wrong. Um, love nothing more. Right. We move on now. Uh, and we'll move away from the leagues. And uh, we'll have a quick little look at some of the recent uh, transfers and BFAs that have uh, that have gone through. Uh, so the recent one, the recent BFA we've had were all the, uh, the Wonder Kids. Um, not too many big figures that were banded about there. I think maybe the biggest one was for the uh, Barcelona uh, player um, from Jam. Um, Brian, I'll come to you first. Is there any BFAs that have been recent, or transfers for, in that case, that have really stood out for you? Well, I thought the uh, the kids that was in the last BFA have gone for more than I was expecting. 33.5 million on a 71 rated player, 22 million on a, on a 70 rated right back. I think the money was burning a hole in people's pockets by the time we got to the BFA last week. So a lot more went than I thought, well, for a lot higher than I thought. Transfer-wise, we're finally starting to see some big transfers. Uh, people are rebuilding their teams and getting rid of their star players. So we've got Tonali, James, they've all gone for big money. I think there's a, another one about to go for big money that's going through. I can't remember which one it is, though. So, 
there's uh, the prices are going up, which is good to see. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's this uh, there's this sort of debate about going on about, uh, you know, people holding off for BFAs and transfers and big money sort of being spent. Is it a bit is it too much? Um, River, is there any um, is there any players that have gone, whether that's in a BFA or a transfer that you've seen the price and you think, whoa. Um. Yeah, but I'm probably going to get in trouble for it because he moaned at me about on the forum about it. Um, Rhino selling that Donis for 24 million or whatever it is. I mean, he's not a bad player, but 24 million at the time. I think I think James had just been sold, so that was the record transfer. But other than that, at the time of his sale, he was like I think the second most expensive transfer between managers, and obviously not including BFAs on the side. And I just thought. Jesus, if he's going for that sort of money, prices are going mental. It immediately made me up my Trioro valuation by about twenty million as well. It, I thought I thought that was a, a a daft one, but then again, as we've always said before, just because I don't see anything in him doesn't mean other people don't. Because I know Roy Jones liked him as well, for example. But I thought that was a lot, and I think obviously the James sale, whilst not arguing the value of it has really changed the course of the market because all of a sudden you've had that one whopping transfer go through and prices have gone up along with the extra money in the league and it's just changed the market completely the last two or three days. That's because it got stuck in a bidding war, isn't it? Which is what yeah. bumps oh, the price uh, up, which is great. Better than doing it... Well, I mean, I'm not a fan of doing it with B, of, uh, PMs, but I know a lot of the deals get done, but put it in the thread and two people going at it I mean, I was the one that dipped out because um, it went for just more money than I had, which yeah, is you're right. And of course, the fact which is good bidding on the got, on the winner. I've got more money because before you might have had two or three people with who were quite a bit ahead at the top in the money. Whereas now you've got lots of people around 40, 50, 60 million, so you can get involved in those bidding wars, and that obviously then does make a make a difference in that respect. So, I mean, there were quite yeah. a few people involved in it early on, and then as it got higher and higher, they dropped out. So that's good for the transfer market. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we've said this before, and it's in forums and on here. You know, people will always pay whatever they uh, they value a player at, and just because one person doesn't value a player at uh, X amount doesn't mean that another one won't. And if if players have got the cash to burn and the money to spend on a big player, you know, I mean, Daniel James going for fifty million uh, to Bonzi. If Daniel James now goes and gets him, you know, a position high up in the table, then X fifty million well spent in my book. Um, yeah, agree. I think maybe half the time, you know, people moan at the fact that, you know, it feels like they've been priced out a little bit. But I think that just comes part and part of the parcel of being, you know, with the leagues and the players. And uh, all it takes is one of your sort of players to get a good in for, you know, a good upgrade in, uh, in FIFA. And, you know, the upgrades at this level are coming through quite nicely, I think, you know, on a weekly basis at the moment. Um, I think there might even been a couple that have gone up today. Um, on uh, in updates, and it could end up going for for good money. Um, uh, uh, my my fear was a little bit was that now, is it going to start setting a benchmark for players uh, in terms of right? Daniel James is seventy four rated player. He's just gone for fifty three million. I'm going to set my sort of target for that. Um, that was my fear a little bit, but ultimately. If you've uh, if you've got that sort of money, it's because you know you've done well. You've been strategic in the market with your players and sort of selling them on, and you've been getting involved with you know events and stuff. So it's all it, it's fair play to you, and you know it's. Uh, I don't think we'll see it. I think there was uh, I think was someone that was going on about it in the party the other night. Um, but I, I think, as we've seen with other players that have gone for a little bit less, I mean, Sandra Tonelli today, for example, has gone to Colmore from Rye Jones for £45 million And, uh, you know, he's too, he's too higher than Daniel James. And I think Tonelli is also another player that's going to get quite a few good um, upgrades this season um, the, for, the, you know, for the foreseeable future to come. Um, let's come, come to you, uh MJG, because obviously you sort of uh, come into the leagues and you sort of rebuilding process. How have you found the market? And um, 
how 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 have you found sort of dealing with people as a new member? Um, I've I've been trying well taking advice from some of the lads that I know. Uh, I've been trying to take it strategically. Um, it's been difficult. Which, well, I mean, I say it's been difficult. If, if a player values a player values a player at one at a certain price, obviously I don't have that money. And if 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 I want the player, I'll, I'll chuck the money about. But if it's one of them where he could do a job, but I could save for somebody better in the future, then I'll do that instead. And it, I, people chucking that money about 45 million, 30 million is because they value that player and they reckon it will improve the squad. And I reckon that's where where it's going. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, it, it's always the it's always the big part of the site and the in the league, the market and BFAs and uh, it's it just early on. I think with, there's more players to come in yet, so I think how much are these players going to go? For, well, big big players, higher rated players. How much are they going to go for in the future? Which is uh, what I'm quite worried about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Right, moving on, and uh, I know we've sped through it, uh, but we've now come to the listeners' questions part of the uh, the show. So we have got a few uh, questions that have come in. So thank to everyone that has uh, sent them in because they are a big part of the segment, and we do enjoy uh, we do enjoy them. Um, so obviously, I'll read out some of the questions and say who they come from, and then we sort of we go from there as usual. So uh, the first question actually came from uh, yourself, MJG. So I'm going to pin this pinpoint this over to River and Bry. Um, how did you find out about AG Gaming, and has it found out to be your gaming experience more enjoyable than before? I'm going to come to you first, River. Um, I found out about it because like uh, quite a lot of the lads on here at the moment, I used to play on a different FIFA site that then folded and quite a few of them came over and I st- think the time they came over, you were still using proper teams, you hadn't gone to the fantasy element of it and I was like, no, I don't really want to play with that, I'm a bit fed up, I'm going to have a break from FIFA. Um, you then, whatever the hell that noise was, who was that? Um, I then went on to... Um, I realised she started doing fantasy teams and everything, signed up to the site um, uh, on recommendation of people. And yes, um, it's massively improved uh, my gaming because, uh, happiness with it because I, I just enjoy playing the online FIFA. That's a, I generally only play the online FIFA Golf, Formula One, things like that. I don't play a lot of just like one-player games, etc. So, yeah, definitely positive for me. Well. Oh, we're going back a few years here. Back to days of yore, I think. <laughs> I um, I think I was playing seasons on FIFA. God knows where it was, FIFA '88 or something like that. It must have been. And uh, played against somebody, and they sent me a message saying "Well done," and I got chatting to them, and then I noticed on their profile it had the uh, website address. So I put it in on the computer, had a look, and I thought, "Oh, this looks good." Okay, it's for FIFA players that don't want to play against knobheads and randoms all the time so i put my name down and uh joined one of the um like beginner leagues and it went from there i noticed they play all other games so i've been here ever since yeah 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 it's been a long time isn't it how many uh were you here since the launch no just after probably a year after so what's that been about nine years then? Joined just before you did, I think. Yeah, I joined uh, June 2012. Yeah, um, 2011 I joined. Yeah, so eight years. Oh, bloody hell. Um, out of interest, MJ, how, how did you find out about AG? Um, through, well, pro clubs really, the, with Riverman. Uh, a few of the other lads, Golden, uh, joined their team in uh, VFL and they just kept on mentioning it. And the... the this made it sound like a laugh, uh, so I thought, why not give it a go? Got myself in, and I've not regretted it. I've, it's definitely made my experience a lot more enjoyable. Uh, I can't wait for to get stuck in even more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a great place to be, um, and it's a great site. I mean, I've been here for seven, eight years, and I, I've met a lot of people. You know, we've had meetups and talked to a lot of people on the mic and parties, and you know, I, I love coming home from work, 
every evening um, jumping on the site or jumping into a party and playing whether that's FIFA or COD or uh, F1 or you know whatever Um, so yeah it definitely has improved my gaming experience and uh, I wouldn't have changed anything for the world Um, next question has come from Joby Uh, who so far do you think has been the surprise package this season and who do you think is underperforming Phil I'm going to start with you what division are we talking about? Uh, I think just um, in general, across the the sort of three divisions. Um, Joby himself could be a surprise package, I suppose, because he didn't have the best of times with it on FIFA 19, did he? No. Um, no 99% I agree. done with the game, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, he kept going on about. Um, and he looks really good in this version. He's very difficult to break down. Um, who's disappointed? hard to say really I suppose Soggy obviously has done well as well Um, it's hard again as I said earlier it's hard to say because it's a new game people are going to have either find it better or worse and different strengths and weaknesses I wouldn't so it's too early to say I think I think that's fair enough Brian surprise package uh, oh Geordie Croft or Soggy both top in their divisions and nobody would have predicted that at the start of the season. They'd have them both mid-table at best. So they've definitely um, surprised everyone. Underperforming, I thought Worm would be higher up the table. I tipped him, judging by his form at the end of last season. So he's only won two games so far. So pull your finger out, Worm. You're making me look stupid. <laughs> In the championship... Um, I wouldn't have put Packfish at the bottom of the league. He's obviously struggling with a new game. Can't shoot. So he's definitely underperforming for what you'd expect. Yep, yeah. oh, that's fair enough. Um, MJ? Um, being newcomer, I don't know. I'll put uh, Phil as a surprise package. I thought he'd be bottom of the league, so he's doing well. Um, and underperforming playing against uh, Marber I think that I don't think his position's quite right I think he'll push up as the season goes on in the Premier League that's fair enough um, right next question um just lost where we were at yep that's fine as we head into the international break or have just passed the international break at the time of doing this if England competed in the Premier League where do you think they'd end up and why Bye. top three I reckon um, they wouldn't have the best defence but it wouldn't matter because they'd score loads of goals so it'll be like uh, be like watching a Kevin Keegan team (laughs) MJ um, are we talking with the they can have any player they want? Well, obviously, like England players. It's got to be English. Yeah, but what I mean is like so. So Liverpool players won't have the England players in their team. Uh, if that's the case, I'd push them um, top six. I don't. I don't think uh, Southgate's quite the man. I think they need a better manager. Ooh, Riverman. Um, I pretty much agree with Roy. Um, I'd say the Champions League places, maybe threatening a title challenge, but not quite being there. That's fair enough. That came from Hilly, that question. Uh, so uh, that's a good, nice one from Hilly. Uh, next question, and this is another one that's come from Joby. Uh, <laughs> uh, Harry, Tans and Storm. So, which one do you snog? Which one do you marry? And which one do you push off a cliff? River. Piss off, Joby. <laughs> what a stupid question. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, where, where else, how do you answer that? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, if you ha- actually have to go through it, the only reasoning or logic I can apply to it is you'd have to marry Tans, because I think he's the uh, one who's least insufferable. Um if you snog Storm, at least you shut him up. And I really don't think, given what I know about Harry, I'd want to snog him, so I'd have to shove him off the cliff. <laughs> Brian? Well, I presume I'm only doing this under threat of violence if someone's pointing a gun at my genitals <laughs> and telling me I've got to do it. Yeah. I'll go for Snog Storm, because he says he's the most handsome man in Belfast. 
So I'm sure he's a good kisser. Uh, marry Harry. I think he'll make a good wife. He's good at washing up, isn't he? He does the shopping. He can hunt down a bargain. He always goes for the cheap So he'll save you some money, which means uh, Tansy's going off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) MJ. (laughs) Uh, Without my girlfriend looking too funnily at me. Um, (laughs) I'd go Storm, because looking at the forum, his mood swings like a woman. Uh, I'd go Snog Harry, because he seems to be having a lot of hate. Seeing he's been his own division, and I'd push. <laughs> needs a bit of love. Off a cliff. Yeah, he does need a bit of love. Um, for me, if someone was pointing a gun at my face, uh, it would be Snog Tans, um, push Harry off a cliff, and marry Storm, just because I, I, I'd love sitting in a room listening to him watching Spurs, going "Fuck's sake, fuck's sake, <laughs> park the bus." Um, <laughs> yeah, what a, what, a, uh, what a unique and weird question, Joby. Thanks for that, pal. Um, next question, and this is a two-part question, and this first part is for you, Bri. So, you seem to be on fire in the King of the Hill when on your run, and the bottom two pretty much already fared. Sitting ninth, are you confident push for the playoffs? Oh, sorry. Or do you see yourself fighting just to be clear off the relegation playoff? Well, until I played uh, Geordie this week, I'd have uh, been pretty confident in getting in the playoff spots, but now it's a little bit harder, so that's another zero I've uh, done. So, yeah, I still think I'll avoid relegation and uh, maybe nab sixth place. For the uh, I think those four points I lost with my admin error might come back to haunt me at the end of the season, but we'll see. That's fair enough. Um, and the second part, MJ, uh, what is your favourite pastime, sunbed or clubs? He'll know what I mean. Um, definitely clubs. Okay, well, you've got, to, you've got to give a bit of background to that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I think I'll, I turned up to train late once on VFL. Uh, it was my mate, mate Stag do, and all lads were going on sunbeds. So I missed training to go on sunbeds. <laughs> Brilliant. You, you, you got your look good on holiday, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, next question. Uh, this has come from Rhino. Is electric pace all you need to win games on this FIFA? Players with pace and little else are going for big amounts, where greater players with better passing and dribbling and shooting are getting ignored. I'm going to come back to you first, MJ, on this one. Is electric pace all you need to win games on this FIFA? Yes. Um, That's the question. Not necessarily. I don't think so. Uh, I feel that defenders are closing down. You could have a, a lot of pace and defenders will close down, close down quickly. Uh, I think it takes a little bit of skill as well. You got you. It's a lot more about passing, I feel. I think you need to direct your passes, think about where your passes are going. I don't, I don't think pace is all, all this game is. Bye. Yeah, I agree. Um, the pacey players have always gone for slightly higher fees than the rest of the players. But pace isn't everything. I mean, there's a certain person's got Adama Traore who can run like the wind, but he can't hit the barn door with a shot. So it's uh, not all about pace. You've got to have a bit of skill as well. River? Uh, no, it's not all about pace. Otherwise, I'd be top of the championship, wouldn't I, with Traore? Um, I think it helps if you've got a player who is quicker. You don't. You need slightly less skills as a player, uh, which is why I like fast players because they can just out outrun people. But as Bryce said, I'm playing Traore up front at the moment because of the makeup of my squad. He runs away from people constantly, but his finishing ain't the best, so he doesn't score. When I can actually get him out on the wing, he's going to cause more damage. Um, pace helps, most certainly does, but no, it uh, most certainly isn't all that you need to win games. You need to actually be good at the game. Yep, I definitely agree with everything that's been said there. I don't think pace uh, alone wins you the game um, because you could have a really pacey forward, but someone that can't finish, you know, it's all about having a bit of skill and just sort of working the game to your advantage. Um, so, no, I don't think electric pace is everything in the game, but I think that, you know, players that do have electric pace do go for higher amounts, and that's just the way I think it's always been. Um Next question, this is again come from Joby and this is for you MJ. Uh, as a new member, 
what would you like uh, hang on let me restart that as a new member what would you add to the site to make AG more newbie friendly um, I've thought about it quite a bit um, and so far I think this is a brilliant site all lads have been welcoming I couldn't fault anybody there uh, I think it needs a little bit more direction of where you need to go regarding finding stuff I've I, I don't know if that's just me being a simpleton but I've, I've found that trying to find things it's took me a few times to try and find things uh, first time so sort of uh, more more uh, direction so to speak yeah in a way yeah mm, that's fair enough um, next set of questions and these have come from Jam uh, so first one number one Aaron is on a roll at the moment when will he slip up if at all uh, Bri He'll slip up fairly soon. I think he might have already slipped up. But he was never going to go the whole season um, winning every game. I mean, even he wouldn't expect to do that. So it'll uh, it'll drop points here and there when he um, plays the top players. I'd have thought he'd probably be aiming to get three points off all the top players. He'd be happy with that, I think. And that'll keep him in contention. But he's definitely not going to run away with it. River? Yeah, I'd agree with that. He's going to be up there, be there or thereabouts. But as we said when we did the review of the leagues, he's played the people who are lower down. He hasn't played your likes of your Jakesies, your Burgers, etc. yet. So um, I don't think it's necessarily a case of slipping up. I just think he's had maybe a slightly easier start. And he'll be there or thereabouts. But he, as Bryce said, he is not going to, he's not going to run away with it. MJ? Um, I th- as I agree with... Riverman, I think that sounding my things, he's had an easy running. Uh, I think he'll be there or thereabouts. I don't think it'll be a slip up, but everyone catching him up. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think uh, I think he's going to be up there. Um, I don't think uh, you know. I, I think he's going to drop points in the next few games, but I, I expect him to be up there, top two, probably. Dare I say, top? You know, win the league. Um, if you could sign any player in the league right now, who would it be and why, MJ? Um, I thought about this and I'm going to go with Wiz Fox's centre-back Paul Francisco Torres uh, I need a strong centre-half this, this centre-half I've looked at him I've tried to strike a deal but couldn't get anywhere he's got a bit of strength and a little bit of pace behind him which is what I think a centre-back needs ideally in FIFA River um, fairly obvious answer Erling Haaland um a pain in the ass that Golden Beard's got him and got him so cheap. He's if you look at the upgrade he's just had on so FIFA as well, he's up to a seventy seven now. And it's not just about now, he looks bloody lovely now. But you think what he's gonna be like come the end of FIFA twenty. He's not gonna need to as we're progressing with players that are seventy two, seventy three rated, they're gonna turn into seventy four, seventy five, seventy six, etc. He's just gonna keep going. He's never gonna need to replace that position. So I'd go with Haaland. Bye. Um, well, I nearly got him. Sandro Tonali. He's uh, 76 already. He keeps going up, and I could do with a decent CDM, and he fits the bill perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it's a good timing. Uh, for me, I'm probably going to be uh, one of those guys that go for the obvious. Soyunku, the centre back from Leicester. Obviously, he had some nice upgrades, and uh, I think if Leicester carry on doing the way they will, I think he'll uh, continue to go up, and we'll probably you know, be a big presence in that sort of back line for a long time to come. Um, the last question that came from Jam, would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized Tanzes or one tan-sized duck? River. That's easy. I'd rather fight one tans-sized duck, particularly if the duck is the same colour as tans after, like, his bodybuilding stuff when he's orange, because then you've got ready-made duck in orange sauce, sorted. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, I'd go the opposite. Just thinking about a six-foot duck, it's going to have about a 20-foot wingspan. That'd scare the shit out of me. I'll go for the hundred duck-sized tanses. But you don't get a meal at the end of that. I know, but just think of the pleasure you'd get. They're like drop-kicking little tansies over a wall or throwing, <laughs> them, into, throwing them into a river or something like that. Hours of fun, yeah. Get a cricket bat as well, even more fun. 
<laughs> yeah, um, MJ. I mean, I don't know if it might be a bit more of a difficult one to ask answer for that. Tanzas yeah. is just a big guy, <laughs> big hench uh, guy. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So I'll go hundred duck-sized Tanzas and just feed a lot of bread. Maybe a volume for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Hundred duck-sized Tanzas. Um, Next set of questions. Uh, these come from Bertie. So, question number one. Do you change during games from balance to ultra-defensive, defensive-attacking, ultra-attacking, depending on the state of the game? Brian? Um, I don't go ultra-defensive or ultra-attacking, but I normally go from neutral to attacking. That's about it. If I'm chasing a game or I need to put a bit more pressure on and close teams down quicker, then I'll go attacking. Uh, I rarely need to go defensive. I can defend as it is. Just, just normal to attacking. MJ? Um, I very rarely change during games. I have a set plan and I just stick with that all the way through the game. Unless it's five minutes going and one nil behind, I'll go to ultra attacking. River? No. I used to. But then they buggered it last FIFA, didn't they? So when you did that, it put like your cam at CDM and vice versa and that, and it completely knackered people's positions, so I stopped doing it. I don't know if they fixed it, because I haven't tried it for the last year. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I, I tend to set everything up before the game and just stay at balance throughout, um, but obviously I've just tweaked it a little bit before I started. Um, I don't tend to uh, change it about. Maybe that's one of my downfalls this season. Who knows? Um Next question. We all know that Jam hates losing to Burger. So, which one opponent do you absolutely hate losing to above all others, River? Golden Beard. I don't think that needs any expansion, does it? No, <laughs> no, no, probably doesn't. Um, Brian? Um, I don't know if I had to pick one, maybe Storm. Yeah. Just because it gives me so much pleasure and it annoys him so much when I do beat him because. Uh... I seem to be his bogey team, so if he gets one over on me, I don't like that either. Uh, MJ? I mean, um, I, I don't really have one, mate, to be honest. Uh, being a newcomer to the league, I'm still getting used to everybody. Yeah. Anybody above me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good stance. Um, <sighs> losing above hate all others. Um, for me, I, I probably say uh, either Berg or Aaron. Um, you know, because both of them in the past I've had really contested games against and uh, I, I know on my days that, you know, I can do well against them um, and that's not been the case as of uh, as of recently. So I always get a little bit frustrated. So, you know, those are the two that for me probably stand out in terms of... What about of, losing uh, to Harry? Well, uh, thankfully, that's only ever happened once in about six, seven years um, I bet on the still site. About it. Well, yes, you know we, we know Harry. You know is obviously goes on about history, um, being a Liverpool fan. Oh, so shocking. it's it's all ingrained. Um, you know, I mean, we won't talk about Harry and Storm's record because we'll be here for hours. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's only ever happened once, Bry. Uh, so we don't tend. It's long, long forgotten about. Um, last question from Bertie. Uh, obviously, last night uh, was big, big development at uh, Spurs. Uh, Storm woke up jumping for joy this morning. Um, Poch and Jose. Uh, one word answer. Should Spurs have stuck with Poch, gone to Jose, or gone to someone else? MJ. The Ajax manager. Oh, uh, Ted Ten Hart. Yeah, Ten Hart. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Bye. Uh, right to get rid of Potch, whether they, it was good to get um, Josie in. I think the Spurs fans will regret it when they start playing boring football, unless it gets some trophies. River? Uh, I was speaking to Hilly uh, when I played him in the league last night, who's the, is, is quite strange because he's actually a sensible Tottenham fan. Just yes. after beating you in the oh, cup, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he was disappointed Potch had gone. Um, Storm is really glad Poch has gone so I would say from a sensible Spurs point of view they should probably should have kept Poch yeah I, I think um, you know I, I just think Poch hasn't been properly backed in the market you know obviously he got a Champions League final last season um, didn't really strengthen in the summer 
Um, you know, I know they bought in Domblay and uh, that Lascelles, um in on loan, but you know they made it quite clear that there needs to be proper backing. Uh, so clearly, had lost uh, Levy's blessing. I, I just think there's, an, I just think there are other managers out there that are better than Mourinho that would have been more suited for Spurs. I don't think he's the manager for Spurs. I think if anything, they're gonna, uh, you know, it, Storm expects him to go and win trophies for them. I think he's living in La La Land. You know, um, I, I think I, I, I would have quite liked to have seen maybe, um, you know, someone like Allegri. Um, I think someone like Allegri could have done well at Spurs, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it just it, it, It's obviously an appointment that's divided fans because you've got half of them that are happy and half of them that are not. Um, obviously, time will tell, but it'd be interesting to see where Poch goes next, I think, whether he goes abroad or... Kenny Jacket, but it wasn't to be. No. I didn't get my wish. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Um Last set of questions, and these have come from Rhino. So, what do you consider devaluing, and should the rules on AG be tightened up, River? I consider devaluing if you specifically state a player's weaknesses um, in a transfer thread. Um, Again, I think I'm probably part of the reason for this question, because in his Donis thread... um, Somebody bid 20 million or something, and I PM'd Rhino and asked him how much he wanted. He hadn't got back to me. And when someone bid 20 million, which was way above what I thought he was worth, I said, Jesus, okay, I'm out. And Rhino took that as me devaluing his player, saying he's not worth anywhere near 20 million. That I don't think is devaluing. Um, an example of what I think is devaluing is I put a player up a while back now. Um, and as you do when you put a player up, you highlight their strengths. So I say he's pacey and low potential and everything, which he was. Soggy put in my transfer thread, yeah, but look at his strength. He's 33 and his stamina is 45 or something. He's never going to be able to do it. That, to me, is devaluing because you're pointing out a player's weaknesses. And I PM Soggy and told him to get rid of his post because it's devaluing. Um, a general... Oh, that's a bit much for me. Isn't devaluing a, a point? Say, oh, he's way too slow for me. He's way too weak for me. Oh, he's got the stamina of a one-lunged fucking snail or something. Is is devaluing? Um, yes, if it's proper devaluing, then uh, I believe there should be penalties for it. But I suppose the problem you're going to run into is what's considered. Over what what's devaluing considered? Yeah, boy. I think the easy way around it is to um, tell people that they should only post in transfer threads if they're making a bid or they're saying they're out. The threads aren't there for chit-chat about players and how good they are and whether they're going to bid or I might bid later. Just make a bid or say that you're, you're out if you've made a bid before. That's it. Do all the chatting about it in the chat in the shout box or in other threads. Uh, MJ? Um, I don't think I think people make up the right their minds. I don't I don't think there is devaluing in person. I think people make up their minds what they want on a player. Uh, some people just want pace, less strength. Some people want strength more than pace. Uh, it's up to you what you make. Uh, regarding the AG being tightened up, I reckon in the transfer market, I agree um, that it should be just uh, you're either in, make a bid, or out. I don't think there should be any chat because then you don't have to scroll so far down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, this is a, it's always one of those things that I think is going to be subjective. You know, what consider one one what one considers devaluing and what one doesn't. Um, for me, as you've said, River devaluing means uh, you know pinpointing certain weaknesses about a player. Um, I mean, for me, if I turn around and say, and I've done it before, you know, I've said to people, no, I'm not paying that. I don't think he's worth it. To me, that's not devaluing. Um, I just think that to me that's saying that I won't pay X amount for a certain player um, just because you know I won't do it um, yeah that's what that's basically what I was saying just yeah, but do you he's... need to mention that in the first place that you don't think he's worth it all you need to say is you're out yeah I, I think I think people have a set, my, set mind going in on what they're going to pay for a player if it's over that you're not going to pay you're out and that's it I think that's all it needs to be yeah. Specifically mentioning a weakness is what 
is the devalue because it, it well in my opinion it is because just saying uh, that's too much for me isn't devaluing because you're just saying that you don't personally think that player's worth that much. Saying um, that's too much for me because this player's got 41 speed and it's going to take him most of the first half to get from one penalty area to another is devaluing. Okay, I agree in that, uh, in that aspect. Yes, I, I agree. That is kind of devaluate, devaluing. Yeah, I mean, that's a good that's a good question because, you know, it is one that you could have a big, big debate on, really. Um, and you'd probably still never get to what, what you know, something that's properly agreed on. Um, the final question, um, and for me it's a bit of an interesting one. We have seen some hammerings over the past couple of weeks. What does the panel think of them? Are they OK? Goal difference could be important. So this is obviously drumming up the scoreline. River, I know you feel quite strongly about this, so I'm going to come to you first. I think I've been on a podcast when we've discussed this before, Ash. I think I was on the podcast after JC had smashed, I can't remember the guy's name, but he smashed one of the newbies 13-0, who then quit. Now, I like JC, I think he's a nice lad. I play clubs with him, he thinks he's a good lad. But I said at the time, that was bollocks. You beat someone 13-0 and you make him quit. That's not what this site's about. Um, again, Mark is on the panel here. New to the site, gave Lost Boy stuff in 8-0. I said to him, don't be a twat. That's my opinion. He shouldn't have done it. Rhino beat Jonester. What was it? 6-0 and 8-0. What happened? Jonester quit. Do we really want a league where people are quitting, a community, which is what it's supposed to be for gamers, where people are quitting because they're getting thumped week in, week out? Or do you, if you're significantly better, go, I'm much better than you? Socky did it yesterday. Won 8-0 against Diadex. And said, I felt bad running up the score. Well, don't run up the fucking score then. Stop at five if you feel bad about it. If you don't feel bad about it, carry on doing it. But no, to me, it's it's completely wrong. It shouldn't be done. Boy? It's not necessarily running up the score. I mean, a lot of these smashings. I mean, Diadex said last night he gave up at 4-0. Now, if he hadn't given it up, it might have finished 5-0. I mean, just because your opponent gives up, does that mean you've got to stop playing? Yeah, uh, that's the point. I mean, MJ, I'll come to you. I mean, obviously, you're being a new member on the site. Um, what, what, what do you feel? Um, what do you feel about it? Um, th- this one, as Riverman says, that I, I played lost by and hammered him. 8-0. I, I did feel kind of bad, but then on the, the same aspect, I was I, my goal difference was minus. Um, and I was thinking about my goal difference for, for the future, so it's, you've got to take that aspect into things. Um, but there's, with Soggy, I don't know how he played uh, on others. It, you can take the piss by scoring goals, but you can take the piss even more if you're just passing it along. You can, you're having to go for goal. There's so many times you can just pass it about and that can demoralise players in a way just taking the piss that way yeah i mean uh, this is this is it it's a, it's a it's a discussion that you could probably have a big debate over for me you know it, it, it's quite easy to tell when someone's given up midway through a game because you know you get the uh, the boot up the pitch or the uh, you know passing around the back or passing back to the keeper and on one hand, I just sit there and I think, if you're going to do that, I'm just going to do it even more. You know, because it's just, for me, is a yes, FIFA can be bollocks and FIFA can be shit, but it's just, to me, is a little bit of a lack of respect. You know, we build this, you know, we come on this site to play games because, you know, we want to play against people that are not going to be, um, you know, knobs and they're not going to be. Uh, booting it all up the pitch and just uh, getting frustrated. You know, we all get frustrated. Um, yeah, you but... can't take individual games on their own in isolation. I mean, it depends. If somebody's getting beat by a lot every week, then... Well, yes, that's, good. that's different. I mean, like last season, I beat Riverman something like 7-1 and 5-0 in the game, and that was out of character. It was a one-off. So I wasn't going to go easy on him. Because that was probably his only heavy defeat of the season. So, yeah, I could understand it if he was getting beat six, seven nil every week. Yeah, yeah, you've got a point there. Um, as in, if if somebody 
uh, gets a hammering. Like uh, you say, Harry refers back to his game against Ash. I'll always refer back to my five nil win over Ash in the league. <laughs> and then Ash come out the second game three nine two. That was because he was thoroughly pissed off with just beating five nil. And I, I didn't have the ump about that. I did have the ump in the ultimate team event we won on the site when um, Soggy was 6-0 up on me and doing tricks and flicks and trying to run the score up with a team of... Yeah, to me, to me, that would piss, that would piss me off. That's wrong. That would piss me um, off. Um, yeah, it's, it's different in a tournament like that when you only have to win, but when you're in a league and league and goal difference will make a difference at the end of it, it's a bit of a different issue. Mm-hmm. That, You've got the point, like you say, with Diadex and the Socky one. Diadex saying he's given up after 4 0. And yeah, if, as you say, Ash, people booting the ball upfield back to the keeper, then yeah, I can see why people might score. But if people keep getting thumped, all that's going to happen is people are going to quit and you're going to be left with just the good players. Is that what people want? I mean, that's why it's a good thing now when new people come in, they do a reserve leave so they can be matched to the right level. Because in the past, we haven't had that. And people have come in halfway through a season, taken the only vacancy. I think, mate, wasn't that not the reason with... Um, who was it? Was it, is it Jamie Surfer, I think, wasn't it? In that, the, was it. that was the guy, JCB, yes. Yeah, you know, Jamie Surfer just come into the leagues. He was put in the Premiership, which, let's face it, was, you know, way out of his depth. And that's a no fault to his own. I mean, that's just now, obviously, you know, it's sort of now uh, screened a little bit better in terms of players having to come in for a reserve league and sort of matching up in the leagues that they um you know that they're in now or they get put into at the start of the season yeah, but and now so it's sort of for him, he was put in the wrong division yeah yes, yep no i agree about it. but if jakes had beat him six nil and he'd struggled and he got relegated and he, even if he found life a bit harder in the championship was being beaten four one got into league one maybe that's his natural level yeah he's he still a member of the site and he plays jakes beats him 13 nil he thinks fuck that and he's gone You've lost a member. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, that's it, isn't it? Um, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, this is it. It's one of those things that you could just you could discuss for ages. I think it's uh, you know the way it's done now is sort of better in terms of screening it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just individual cases. I think in general. Um, I, I think most people nowadays would probably, uh, you know, the long term members are now been here long enough to know that, you know, if you you, you get to a sort of score line, you just want to sort of uh, keep it down low. You know, I mean, but it, it, what what ticks me off is when you're in a game, you're losing four or five nil and then they start pulling shit out like tricks and all that, because it, it just shows complete lack of disrespect. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, um, it, it, my answer is one that could be discussed for ages. Um, it's a good question. Get it up in the forums, uh, Reiner. <laughs> good question. Um, and that, that concludes all our listeners' questions. Uh, so just really, really quickly, big thank you to everyone that gets the listeners' questions in. It is a big part of our show. Um, and we do like answering them and, um, you know, we do enjoy getting, uh, the new guests on to answer them as well. Um, so, um, that's going to conclude the podcast. I think we've probably gone over an hour. Um, you know, t- time does go when you're uh, deep in discussion. Um, so, we'll uh, we'll say goodbye in our own way. So, uh, firstly, uh, MJ, thank you for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to yeah. say goodbye in your own way. Yeah, I've loved it. Cheers for, for having me on. Uh, good luck with everyone for the rest of the season, lads. I hope you, it goes the way you want it to go. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Yes, thanks for having me back. It's uh, been well worth waiting for, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been good to have you both on. Um, and River? Yeah, pleasure as always. Um, I don't know if I uh, did a decent job as jam standing or if uh, desperate for him to come back. But yeah, you've got, to, you've got to, really enjoy doing you, these. You've got to finish on the two jam statements. Uh, anyone but Burger? Yeah. That's statement and number we're one. Making a league two for Harry. Yes, there you go. You didn't need to tell you that. <laughs> no, cheers for coming on, River, as, uh, as always, and uh, thank you to everyone that does uh, that has taken an hour out of their life to listen to uh, this episode. Um, if you were always on the lookout for new guests to join, if you've not been on the podcast before and uh, you fancy getting involved, please, please, please do PM either myself or Jam. It's so easy to get involved, and we really, really do want you on. 
um, you know, by the end of, uh, by the time in the next, you know, by the time we get to episode 50, we'd like to have had every, you know, current member on. It would have been brilliant. Um, so don't be too shy. Do just give us a message because it's so easy to do and we'd love to have you on. Right, I'm going to stop waffling. I'm going to let you get on with your evening or the rest of your day. Thank you for listening, as always, and goodbye.